You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's about to be playoff time here in Memphis, and this is Grind Season. This is Anthony Sane, one of the hosts of the Grind Season podcast. Welcome to Grind Season with Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. Jason Smith, of course, is the host of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m., 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM, which, of course, is Odyssey Station. We thank you guys. You guys have got us through our first regular season. We made it, Jason Smith. We made it through an entire regular season of a podcast. We made it. Two brothers employed, two brothers making it out here. Ah. We got it through a regular season. Jason Smith, how you doing, brother? Everything is good, ready for these playing games and these playoffs to get rolling. But we got a little bit clearer idea of what's happening. So uh, eager to talk about it, what you're saying. Yeah, man, it's going down. This will be – this is uh, um, um, a big week coming up for us as far as preparation for the playoffs. A lot of news happened over the weekend. We'll definitely yeah. talk about that and more today on the show. Steven Adams. Uh, was announced that he's probably going to be out for the um, for the playoffs. He has a little uh, uh, roster movement, which you don't see too much of right before the playoffs or before the last game of the season. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the play-in tournament, which is happening Tuesday. Uh, we, of course, are not in the play-in, but we will talk about the four games. Two of those games could possibly affect us, more so, of course, one. But uh, we'll see, and we'll talk about that uh, as well. And we'll wrap up the show with who brought the season in. Um, I got a different spin today. On what I'm going to say, I'm not. I'm not sure where you're going to go. There's a lot of candidates. I haven't checked to see what the people have had to say, but I definitely have a different uh, spin today, uh, as I will. I'll go on a mini rant, probably a little bit. But uh, like we talked about when we first started up the show, we will open talking about the whole Stephen Adams situation. News came out on I think Saturday. If I'm not mistaken, Saturday saying that uh, yeah, it was Saturday because I was in the midst of. Uh, we were both in the midst of. Uh, a busy nine-year-old son Saturday that included birthday parties, haircuts, you know, those type of things. So in the middle of all that, uh, we get the information that Stephen Adams probably would be uh, missing the playoffs. If the news started with uh, an announcement that Kennedy Chandler would be, getting, would be getting waived by the Grizzlies. Kennedy Chandler, of course, uh, rookie player this year, acquired in the second round by the Memphis Grizzlies, was not on a two-way deal, did not have much time in South Haven with the hustle. Uh, played most of his time here with the Grizzlies, um, was waived on Saturday. A light bulb went off in my head. Okay, is this to sign Junior? Is this to sign Kenneth Lofton? I mean, because, of course, for Kenneth Lofton to play in the playoffs, he would have to be on a regular contract. He couldn't play on a two-way in the playoffs. So that light bulb went off uh, about Junior Lofton. I started talking to some of my friends about it, and they was like, oh, man, I wonder if this have anything to do with Adams. I'm like, no way, man. Like, that, that didn't have anything to do with Adams because even if – even if Adams is there, in there, it's not that you're just going to throw Lofton in cold. So I'm like, it couldn't be for Adams. And then moments later, if not minutes later, Stephen Adams was announced to be out more than likely for the playoffs by Adrian Wojnarowski. And that information is yet to be 
confirmed by the Memphis Grizzlies. Jason Smith, is there a conspiracy going on <laughs> with the Memphis Grizzlies organization and the and Steve Adams thing, or is what we're hearing pretty much true that Stephen Adams uh, is going to be gone? What's your opinion on that, just the entire thing? I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's a conspiracy going on. Sam. That's more your department. You can tell oh, yeah, us. Uh, as far as uh, the news itself, devastating, you know, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, because you know, as, as well as this team had kind of figured out things without Steven Adams was the last 36 games of the of the regular season he's missed now, uh, you're, you're still going to miss him. And then particularly if you draw a team, and we've touched on this, like the, like the Lakers who can uh, – you know who can beat you up up front. You like to have all the bodies you can, and uh, we, whether it's whether it's the screening and everything we went through with James last podcast, or you know the the offensive rebounding. You were just not the same team uh, from a rebounding standpoint without him. And I, I I do think for John Moran in terms of clearing out that lane, setting those screens, it changes his game. So it's a blow. Uh, yeah. Can you survive it? Sure, we know he got played off the floor in the playoffs last season. Uh, then injured. Uh, uh, Tillman had six playoff starts last year. You still managed to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, but and and I do think saying if you can get past what potentially a first round series with the Lakers, if that's who indeed it is, then I think you know if you're talking about a Golden State or a Sacramento, you, know, you can play small against those teams. Maybe maybe you can even get away with. It. Hopefully you can get away with it against the Lakers, but uh, it, it's there's no way to spin this positive for the Grizzlies. It was unfortunate news, especially when you we thought twice now saying he was close to getting back. Mm-hmm. And now you you've sort of had the rug pulled out from under you. Yeah. And we've been walking around, working out, you know, the, the, the doing the five on five. So you you felt like he was close. And so with expecting him to be back at one point, yeah, it's 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 tough news for the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's really tough. I was really surprised. Um joking pretty much about the whole conspiracy thing. I think that the news is truly stated. Um, I would not be surprised to see him back uh, earlier than most people probably would. A lot of people are like, if we make the finals type talk, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back earlier than, earlier than that. Because you got to think, man, like the finals are like in June. That's, you know, the NBA finals last, I mean, the playoffs last a long time. So um, I could definitely see him being back a little earlier than that. Who knows? It's definitely a blow though, man, because you, you, we've talked about, you know, to no end what, what Steven Adams brings to this team in his absence. Um, but like I said, we we pretty much – we get all that. We we understand what, he, what he's going to miss, what we're going to miss by him not being there. I'm a little optimistic. Um, I talked about the Lakers earlier, man, on Twitter. And it's like I've, I've been keeping an eye on them because they they felt like they are going to be our matchup, you know, in the first round. And you're talking about a team who went to overtime with Utah, a team who's not trying to win. A lot of their guys just aren't out there. They went to overtime with them the other night. Had a very close game with them last night in the situation that decided who was going to get home court, all these type of things in the play-in. And they lost to the Clippers in a game that the Clippers may or may not have been trying to win. You know what I mean? I, I think the I think the Lakers are a lot better since the deadline, but I really don't think that team is actually that good. They've got the names. They've got a, they've got a decent, a good to decent uh, starting lineup. But I just don't trust that team in a seven-game series against a team that's youthful, that's energetic, that's high-paced like the Grizzlies, who can just go on crazy runs out of nowhere. I don't I don't take that Lakers team serious. I think that – I think they're going to beat Minnesota because that's the biggest shit show in the NBA right now, other than Dallas, is Minnesota. And I think that that's going to be a pretty easy win for them. But I think the Grizzlies will uh, fare very well against them for sure. 
Um, but yeah, without Steven Adams, it's gonna be totally different. I think with Steven Adams, you probably would have blasted that Lakers team, just to be honest with you. But um, I think it makes it's gonna be harder, but I think we're still gonna look uh very good against them. The 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 Lakers are 18 and 8 since the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. They're third in defense since the trade deadline, yeah, just in terms of finish up. I just I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I, I believe the Grizzlies will beat them in a series, especially having home court advantage. Mm -hmm. But I would much rather see the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, yeah. The, there's no question about it. And, and yeah. again, the, the Lakers now look a lot more like the bubble team Lakers that were playing elite level defense. Six of the last 10 NBA championships been top five in defense. That's what they've been from a defensive standpoint mm -hmm. since the trade deadline. You're talking about LeBron. You're talking about AD. And saying I worry about the officiating. I worry yep. about that, especially when, about like, that. especially when a guy like Dylan Brooks plays on the edge. You know, how is he allowed to play his game against the LeBron, those kinds of things? And then Stephen Adams, you know, you're talking about when he went out 36 games ago now, you were number two in the league in offensive rebounding. You dropped down to 22nd in the league since. You're average. Mm -hmm. Now, here, here's the hope saying, this is where I'm with you, that adding Luke Kennard, you know, Jaron's leap, has made you a more efficient team offensively. But we don't, don't rely as much on offensive rebounding like you've had in the past when you were, you know, average yeah. three-point shooting at best, closer to the bottom. You know, Luke's improved that. Jaron's improved that, especially with his game inside the arc. But it, it's it's a loss. I, I guess I'm taking the Lakers just a, a tad more seriously than you. But ultimately, we're in the same place that even without Stephen Adams, without Brandon Clark, they'll they'll get through this series. Because I don't um, – um, I'm sorry. I just don't trust Austin Reeves and D'Angelo uh, Russell. You bring up a great point because those guys got – <laughs> yeah, yeah, them dudes got a guard, two of the better guards in the NBA. I don't, I don't see it, man. And I've seen, I've seen this Lakers team, like I said, struggle against Utah. The guys out there just trying to get a contract. I don't think they're – I don't think they're – no, I don't think they're going to be able to deal with us, man. And I, and I know LeBron's LeBron. I know he's going to get calls. But I, I 100% predict this for the Grizzlies to, to come out of this two games, oh, two games to none after the first two games. So, I hope so. you know, that's that's what, you know, do I think the Lakers are going to have to resolve to even make it a series after they're down 2-0? I doubt it. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Um, going back to what we were talking about with the whole Steven Adams situation, of course, you had to let go of Kenny Chandler, a kid who's got local interests, a kid that a lot of people are pulling for. You cover prep sports here in the city of Memphis. So I'm sure you had, you weren't covering when he was there, but the fact that he's a prep kid coming from here, I know you've got yeah. your, your feelings, your attachments you have as far as that goes. A lot of people, you know, they, we know him, you know, we know it's Kenny Chandler, you know, we know him, we know his parents. We see his parents at the games. Um, it's tough seeing him leave, hoping he can catch on somewhere else. Um, the Grizzlies after that, of course, gave Ken Lofton a four year, $70 million deal. And they gave the kid from the G league, who will remain nameless. I know he played like 40 minutes last night. It's uh, Gillian or somebody like that. I don't know. But yeah, here's yeah. the here's the unfortunate truth about guys in Kennedy's position. And this isn't to offend Kennedy Chandler, his family, friends, anybody in Memphis. There are a lot of guys like Kennedy Chandler in every draft. And it, it's an unfortunate thing about the NBA. Kennedy Chandler was a top high school prospect in the country, one of the better D1 point guards his, his freshman year at Tennessee. But for guys who aren't starter level NBA players, like, like they're, they're not projected to be an NBA starter who come into the league as a backup. 
those kind of guys are kind of repeatable. You know what I mean? Like they um, they moved off of Kennedy. They brought the guy in from the G League, gave him a two-way. I'm probably pretty sure that, that guy is not going to be on a two-way contract next year. I'm sure his two, two-way is going to be over and they'll have another guy in. And I hate it for Kennedy because I really want to see him catch on here. Um, stuck behind John Moran, who's one of the best point guards, and not the best point guard in the NBA. Then he's behind Tyus Jones, who's the best pack, backup point guard in the NBA. And then is you. So he didn't really get a chance to develop this year. Uh, if they had a traded Tyus at the deadline, you know, you would have gotten more Kennedy going for sure. It's unfortunate, but like I said, those type of guys, there's going to be those type of guys in the draft every year. It's one named Kendrick Davis who's going to be available this year. It just it just kind of works out like that. It's just always a high level point guard, uh, high level college point guard who's available in the second round of the draft. If, if that's the route you want to go, uh, like I said, I wish the best for him. Shout out to uh, 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 Junior uh, Junior Lofton, of course, forty two crazy points last night. Jason Smith against whatever version of the Thunder that is. The Thunder also a team feel like they got thirty guys on their team. Because it seems like it seems like it's we were talking about Houston. It feels like they got a million dudes on their team. But Kenan Lofton Jr. signs a four-year deal with the Grizzlies. Awesome news for him. Um, he was one of those guys when he got signed to a two-year. My whole thinking was, nah, they're not getting the second year out of that dude on a two-way. He's gonna tell them either let me go or sign me. And they avoided all that drama, inked him to a, a deal now. So he's a permanent roster player. He'll come on. He'll come on with the team next year on the roster um, for the foreseeable future. Shout out to Kim Lofton. Shout out to Shine last night, scoring forty-two points, looking like a beast out there. The 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 baby Zebo stuff is getting national attention now. Um, I'm excited for him. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Kim Lofton signing that four-year deal with the Grizzlies and shining in that final game of the season? Uh, first thing on, on Kennedy Chandler, who's spot Kenneth Lofton, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah, my bad. He takes. Uh, you know, it, it just shows you, too, that sometimes you can do everything right and it still mm-hmm. not be enough. And Kenny Chandler had done everything right just in terms of the you know work, doing what, the, what was asked of him, being a professional, the, just everything, the way he was raised up, the kind of player he is, just in a tough spot when you're the third point guard on a team that's rolling with, you know, John Moran and Tyus Jones. Right. That's a tough spot to be on the active roster. So mm-hmm. his spot was always, especially if the Grizzlies got in a situation like they have now, with Steven Adams being out, his spot was always one that was kind of, you know, thin ice. Uh, yeah, you could look at it as maybe the backup point guard of the future, but it was always just going to be that. That's the ceiling. He's never going to, you know, uh, uh, he was never going to get ahead of Ja Moran. And so there was always a ceiling. And when right now, uh, Tyus Jones more needed than now, uh, Kenneth Lofton in another big body, the more needed. Uh, it's unfortunate, but Kenny Chandler is a, uh, becomes a result, you know, of, of numbers, really a numbers game. That said, uh, on Lofton, you know, it's great to see a guy rewarded for continuing to put in work, not just mm-hmm. get to the league and get a chance with the two-way deal, but saying after that, continuing to work, he gets the G League Rookie of the Year. You've seen his game continue to expand at that level. And now, right. you know, you, you've seen the Grizzlies kind of ramp up and, you know, ramp him up here into the regular season. You know, Sunday was completely different when you're playing him 40 minutes. But now you've got a chance to see could he handle – you know, four minutes, five minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes mm-hmm. in a playoff game. Should you be short with Jaron Jackson, uh, foul trouble, or Xavier Tillman, or somebody going down? So I just think it's number one. It's a great reward for continued work by Kenneth Lofton Jr. Yep. Great story, guy. We were already rooting for six six baby Zebo. You already doing that. But number two, 
credit to him for putting himself in this position, getting his game better through that season, right, and then putting himself in a position where he can now be called on. And, yeah, man, I, I would suspect in a limited role he's got, you know, those fouls to give. We know Jaron Jackson's foul history. We know there's a chance, you know, maybe the series is called a little bit tighter with referees. We'll see. Right. Uh, having him as uh, uh, is, probably, is the right move for the team at this point, and, and we'll see. We'll see if he's even asked to be in a situation where he needs to contribute. Yeah. But I'm, I'm confident that in those, you know, few minutes asked, he can certainly deliver on the offensive end. We'll see on the defensive end. I thought it's, it's you know, Kenny Chandler, tough story, uh, but you know, another, you know, Kenneth Lofton, kind of a, kind of a great story. And yeah. and and you know, for, Kenny Chandler was a great story. And maybe, maybe down the line he gets, you know, back hooked on with the Grizzlies. But for him, timeline don't work right now. Third string point guards on active rosters going to the playoffs when you're short on the front court depth. It just yeah. your your position was uh your position was 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 takeable. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um only only bone I have to pick with the Grizzlies organization. And uh I'll bring this I'll re I'll add I'll warm this rant up again in the last segment of the show is in regards to Kenneth Lofton. Um I mean Stephen Adams has been out since January. Um, Brandon Clark has been out for at least a month. We had ample time to really get him going. Where there, there were games where he was on the roster and just wasn't playing. And I just thought that he, if you if you would have saw more from him, you definitely would have felt more sure about playing him in the playoffs. If Tillman's having a rough night, you could come in with with uh, with Kenneth Lofton. And I'm saying, not saying you can't do that now, but I just think the likelihood of him actually getting real minutes or being even uh, trust being trusted at all in the playoffs. Are kind of minimized now because I just feel like they should have been warming them up, revving them up, getting them ready. Especially when we've seen so many games that we've all kind of said, "Okay, that was kind of a throwaway game," or "We didn't need this guy," or "We didn't need that game." Was that that big of a deal? And we're just trying to get jaw going. And you had all these games that they've kind of treated like, or the narrative has been these are throwaway games. You definitely could have saw more of uh, of Kenneth Lofton down the stretch. It feels like to me, and it's, it's you know we're talking about pulling straws and the whole thing. So it's not that big of a deal, but it's just odd to me that. It's just an odd course of action that you wouldn't play him this entire time while Steven Adams and Brandon Clark have been out. But now you sign him to a contract as an emergency big. It's like, okay, well, are you really going to use him, though? That's that's my whole thing as far as that goes. But they're hoping they don't have to. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't have to. <laughs> that's the thing for sure. But um, like I said, and overall, it's pretty bad news that Steven Adams won't be available um, for the playoffs. I'm leaning more towards second round than a lot of people say if we make the finals. I think I'm leaning more towards second round because that first round is going to take what? It doesn't start for a week. And it might take two weeks to get over with, something like that. A week and a half, 10 more days. You're looking at another maybe 20-something days before, you know. The you're, really, you're really holding out hope that they can get Steven Adams back. I mean, because you're seeing him, like, warming up. He's out there in full gear on, warming yeah, up. We've seen, we've seen that now for, eight, what, yeah. 10 weeks, 12 weeks? Yeah, that is true. I just don't. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to hold out hope. I'm just going. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with holding out hope for sure. Cause it's just none of it. None of it. It really feels or sounds right. Bro, bro. I remember seeing him at the All Star break behind somebody was getting interviewed. Him walking around and me like, man, that man ain't got a limp. Yeah, coming back, yeah. <laughs> back in, in February, like you know, yeah. right after the, the injury in late January, and here we are now. The man's been walking. He's been doing. Right. You know, so it's something I, I I have no trust in anymore in terms yeah. of uh, I, I, I was optimistic, obviously, before this weekend. 
Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a, um, a punch to the stomach for sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You guys are listening to the Grind Season Podcast. You're here with Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. We appreciate you guys. In the first segment, we talked about the Stephen Adams news. Uh, Kenneth Lawton signed a four-year deal. Kenny Chandler being waived. And the other little dude with the hair. Um, you got a two-way for a day. Shout out to that dude. Now in the second segment, we're going to talk about the NBA play-in starts Tuesday. Eight teams. When the play-in first started, I was against it. LeBron James was against it. I think Mark Cuban was against it when it first started. Um, it's grown on me. The first the first year it came in, it felt like it was the Zion Williamson invitation tournament. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like it was something the NBA was doing to try to get Zion Williams in the playoffs, uh, Zion Williamson in the playoffs when um, the NBA resumed back in the bubble. Um, the Grizzlies felt it, man. The Grizzlies were the eighth seed, seventh or eighth seed the entire time uh, for most of the season. They went into the bubble, struggled, uh, had this first play-in game that was Memphis versus Portland. Portland beat us. Our season ended, you know what I mean, just like that. Um, and since they've got it going, since it's been a part of, of, of the NBA's structure now for the last few years, the Grizzlies benefited from it. Um, the first year we went to the playoffs, I think we were like in the 9-10 game. We won the 9-10 game. Here's a question, Jason Mill, trivia for you, because I don't know. Who was the team we beat in the 9-10 game to get us to play Golden State? The Spurs? The Spurs, yep. That's who it was, yep. Spurs. Spurs yep. and Golden State that yep. Yeah, I totally couldn't remember. But that year we beat the Spurs, like you said, in the 9-10 game. I want to say we were at home. We were the 9 seed. Spurs were 10. We beat the Spurs, if I'm not mistaken. Then you turn around and you beat the Golden State Warriors on the road. Right. They you get the 8 seed. Right. You're right. You get the 8 seed. You play Utah. You win a game. Series is looking good. You lose 4-1. But because of the play-in, we got in. We got burnt by it originally. We got in after the second time. Hasn't been our problem the last few years. I think last year there was a controversy because Minnesota – was a few games ahead of everyone else. Um, and a lot of people were saying it was unfair that they had to play in it. I like it, though, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of the play-in. you got four awesome games that are going to happen this week. You've got more teams that are having something to play for. It made yesterday's games more interesting as well. Um, I'm down for it, man. I like the play-in. Any, any, any comments on your general thoughts on the play-in? No, or like, like you said, for the most part, I mean, I, I looked at it today, I thought the Western Conference matchups – a little bit mm-hmm. more compelling than Hawks Heat and, and oh, yeah. Raptors, but you know Thunder Pelicans. You know that Pelicans team here has shown, man, it can be dangerous. So you know the the two Western Conference matchups were look good to me. Uh, I'm with you on that. The, I could, you know, the the two in the East though. I can't sit up here and tell you. Man, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for Hawks and Heat. And that you know <laughs> see who gets the seven. Nah, right. I mean, let's be real. Whether it was Golden State to fill in the spot or the Lakers, like having a, a, a team that's got championship DNA in this kind of spot spices yeah. things up. And for that, so for Lakers, Timberwolves, 
we, we would be interested in that even if the Grizzlies weren't the two. You know, that having having LeBron James in a play-in. So it only does add drama in the end, saying I'm with you, that it's added some spice to it. Yeah, I, I like it. And, and all I like, I think it's a good thing. It's, it's almost got the NCAA tournament feel. Like, it's win or go home. You know what I mean? Um, and, if, and if you if you lose, if you're in the 9-10 game, you lose, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Um, yeah, if you win that game, you still get a shot to get in um, to take on that team who lost the 7-8 game. So in essence, Minnesota could the Lakers could lose to Minnesota at home, turn around and they host they would host another game, right? Yeah, they would host right. that game Correct. against the winner of um, uh, OKC versus New Orleans. And you could still find a way to get in, but you would get in at eight. I just think it's dope, man. I I, I didn't like it at first. Like I said, it's grown on me. Uh, just quick predictions. I'll throw these out at you as well. You said you pretty much don't care. Um, Lakers versus uh, Lakers host Minnesota. Winner comes to Memphis for a game one. Rudy not playing. Did you that we didn't touch Rudy Gobert suspended for that game? It looks like Gobert suspended. Yep, that's big. I think just because of that alone, if Rudy Gobert played, I had Minnesota possibly winning this game because that Mm. they definitely match up with you in the front court with Gobert and and, in towns. I think that would have been a hell of a matchup. I just think the Lakers are gonna find a way to beat them shorthanded. That team's gonna be without McDaniels as well, who punched the wall in the second quarter. Just a bonehead play. Um, I don't I don't get that organization at all. I don't get that team. Um, I've got the Lakers beating Minnesota on Tuesday. I'm, I'm with you. The the I'm I'm with you on that one. I think the McDaniel's news is the biggest. That's who they typically put on LeBron James. Mm-hmm. The guy all 78 games he had been available. He'd started. He is one of their glue. They're gonna miss the leap this year. Took a real leap, man. Yeah, yeah sure. big time. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's gonna suck for them. I think the Lakers are gonna get them up out of here. Uh, Pelicans are hosting Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Thunder just kind of blown some opportunities this year. They had a nice little thing going. They 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 were playing at a pace where they should have been in that seven eight game. They just kind of fell off at the end. Yeah, uh, blew a lot of opportunities. I think that Pelicans team when they get hot are very dangerous. Um, they're kind of a high spice team as well. But that Pelicans team, I've got them beating uh, Oklahoma City at home, and um, probably turn around and beating Minnesota too. I think the Minnesota team, I think their season ended last yesterday, just to be honest with you. So I've got Lakers at seven and Pelicans at eight. Uh, any comments on that before I switch over to the East? I'm, I'm just going to – I'll just roll with uh, – because Minnesota will have home court against the Pelicans too. Both games, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just give me and – we, and, and, we, and we literally – we just saw them – Managed to hold off the Pelicans. Now, you know, sure did. Yeah, it, was sure did. it was close, but they did hold them off mm-hmm. without McDaniels for the second half of that game and then without uh, Gobert or whatever. So I just, I'm going to go with Minnesota, but it's only because I'm an Anthony Edwards fan. It's not because I have some supreme level of confidence in them. I just think that that man's passion and his will, you know, that he'll win one of the two games. Just give me, give me, give me the Lakers in seven and I'll take Minnesota uh, taking that eight spot. Well, with that being said, could you see Anthony Edwards being good enough to get Minnesota past the Lakers tomorrow? I mean, it's possible, saying that my, somebody my, got to guard him. It's the same stuff my, we talked my, about. My partner John Martin believes it's you know, and well, the line seven and a half. He said he liked Minnesota to cover the seven and a half because yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. Anthony, yeah. You know, I don't know that Anthony can will them to a win on his own, but bro, that young man there, he is again. Again, what what they lack, you know, and I guess Kyle Kyle Anderson was trying to do it. Account somebody to hold everybody accountable. They've got a face and a leader. That's Anthony Edwards, and he's just learning how to be that. Like everybody, I don't, you know, 
he's still so young. He's learning how to be the leader. He is the face. It should go through him. Um, but I think that why, why we see, you know, Jaden punching walls. They need right. they, they they just need more structure. But Anthony Edwards is the face. I believe in him. And is it possible he could beat the Lakers? Absolutely tomorrow night, but uh it's gonna be tough with with uh with no McDaniel though. Yeah. Um Heat uh, uh, Miami Heat are hosting the Atlanta Hawks. News came out today that Trey Young might be uh tradable, might be on the block as far as coming out of Atlanta. That team is so disjointed. Miami, they're terrible as well, but I think Miami's gonna pull that game out. Uh, Raptors versus Bulls. I truly don't care. <laughs> They're talking about Raptors offseason stuff like they don't still have a game to play. I can see the Bulls beating them in a one-off like that. I've got I've got the Heat beating the Hawks, Bulls beating the Raptors, and then the Bulls beating the Hawks. Bulls get in as eight seed, Heat get in as seven. But I could definitely see that switch the other way around with the Raptors winning twice as well. You have any thoughts? The Bulls are a uh, um, uh, embarrassment as an old bulls fan who doesn't we're an embarrassment just put us out put us out the pasture kill this version of them yeah, they got it's it bro weird, man that team it's should the, be better than it seems like to me it's disgusting i don't i don't know man levine for as much the numbers as he puts up the rosen too at this point in his career none of those pieces yeah. fit it's just man, not it's so crazy it's not those dudes are going they're going crazy those two dudes are going crazy but like it's not there's nothing, nothing else, and Kobe will yeah. bite some ass. That was a stupid draft pick. And anyway, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll roll with uh, Heat to beat the Hawks, like you had, and then uh, I'll go with Hawks knock off the knock off the Bulls, and Trey gets in uh, the playoffs. As nasty as that thing looked. I mean, actually, this total games won by the seven and eight seeds um, in the playoffs. The two seed, the two top seeds in the East are the Milwaukee Bucks at one, Boston Celtics at two. Between those four teams that are in the play-in in the East, how many combined games are won in the first round? I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the over at three. Is it over or under three? It's under. <laughs> it's under three. It's on. It's under three. I mean, it I guess feels they, like, it feels like two sweeps, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. If the Heat come through, you know, maybe get they'll maybe get, two, they'll get Boston. Two top. They get two tops. Yeah. Two game tops. Nobody else is getting the game. Yeah, the Bucks. The Bucks are gonna clown the Bulls or the especially the Raptors. That's a sweet. Smack. Sweet. That's gonna be a smack. Yeah. But yeah, man, for sure. I'm a fan of the playing. You seem to be a fan of playing, and I thank you guys for being fans of our show. Grind season. We are here, final show of the regular season. It's just this really like the final. The regular season's over. Yeah, this is the first season, first game of the off season. We're not quite in the playoffs. We do thank you guys for tuning in the grind season. So far, we've talked about Steven Adams uh, suffering an injury. I mean, his injury, keeping him out for probably most of the playoffs. Kenneth Lofton getting signed. Go back and listen to that segment. Uh, it's going to be available if, if you if you jumped onto this segment first. This segment, of course, we talked about the NBA play-in. And now we will wrap things up with the segment that you guys hear once a week called Who Brought the Seasoning, where we talk about the player who – Kind of shine, did his thing, brought something to the table, so to speak, since the last time um, we talked about this. <laughs> um, I have a different spin. I don't really know who gets this season or not. But uh, while you're talking, I'll figure that out. Okay. We're going to throw it okay. off to you, Jason Miller. Do you want to hear what the people had to say? Do you yeah, let's get that first. Yeah, let's, let's get into that real quick. Give me a second, man. Give me a second. See if I'm the online. People, 
Usually I'm on with the people. Usually I have the people's pick. <laughs> the people, Jason Smith, said that Kenneth Lofton Jr. Yep. brought the season in with 63% of the vote, which is kind of odd. He only played one, only only played real minutes, I think, in maybe one of those games. I might be wrong. It was 42 or 40 minutes. Yeah. It was enough to cover two games. It was enough to cover three, you want to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Lofton was 63% of the vote. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a monster week as well with 32% of the vote. Uh, Desmond Bain um, had 5% of the vote. That was my guy. Xavier Tillman, Xavier yeah. Tillman had 0%, didn't get a single vote. So are you are you riding with the people, Jason Smith, or are you stepping out of your own? Already had it down. That's why I know I'm a man of the people. I already had it down. Kenneth Lofton is the winner. Okay. Last uh, Yesterday, my wife cooked a very plump ham. She cooked it in orange juice. And it reminded me a lot of the way that the Grizzlies were letting Kenneth Lofton cook yesterday against that bum OKC team. Just six dudes. They wouldn't even pull him out the game. They can't. We ain't got nobody to come in and get you. So you got to play the 40 minutes. He was in there cooking like the plump ham my wife cooked. When you cook it in the orange juice and it sucks up that juice, Mm -hmm. a fantastic performance. And that's why you get a fantastic product in that ham. This is second straight week. Now, Bane was just a ham sandwich, just kind of normal. But <laughs> but the cooking of the ham yesterday reminded me of Roddy's performance on Sunday. 42 points, 17 of 25 from the field, 8 of 12 from the free throw line. Uh, Big Daddy, six foot six, undersized, but super Yeah, but monster. Uh, I love watching him play, and there's probably not going to be any other opportunities to probably get to give him a – the season right. award. So the G for, for the entire year, G League Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, the four four year seven million dollar deal that you mentioned. So right place, right time, and then the big game to cap it off all Sunday. Uh, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. gets the season. He gets the whole hand. He is the whole hand. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. I'm a big fan of Junior Lofton as well. Um, and man, that contract could could be one of the bigger finesse contracts. Great, yeah. Because if he pans out and he's like your he's like one of your rotation bigs next year, and he's like averaging around 10, 11 points a game. That dude, that dude's contract is seven million dollars combined over four years. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that could be a real finesse deal if, if uh Junior Lofton pans out to be as good as halfway as good as expectations or the hype for sure. So I definitely agree. So we call him the orange juice is what he is. He's he's the, yeah, he, he's he's the, the ham in the orange juice or he the juice orange he's juice. the ham in the orange juice cooking. Oh, okay. It's, mm. it's kind of like the Kool-Aid man discussion. Is is the Kool-Aid man? Is he the jar or the Kool-Aid? Oh, the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> he's, he's the jar, bro. Yeah, he's the jar. Yeah, the Kool-Aid man is the jar. He's not the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I think. Shout out, <laughs> Kim Lofton, who also could be compared to the Kool-Aid man, no for question. sure. <laughs> All right, now it's on me. I don't know who gets this salt. I don't know who gets this season, but somebody gets it. You ever had tastes of food? You just got way too much salt in. Yeah. Somebody was throwing salt, hating on the Memphis Grizzlies, hating on me, hating on the organization, hating on our, hating on everything. I don't get into the basketball gods talk because I'm a Christian. I don't play with God like that, even though I do play with God. <laughs> you play with God a little bit, but I don't get into the I don't get into the basketball gods talk. But I'm throwing salt on. Somebody brought way too much salt to. My pay, uh, playoff hopes by Steven Adams not being available. Somebody's a hater. I don't know who it is. 
the Grizzlies organization putting out weird injury updates. Y'all get y'all put too much salt in the game. Steven Adams, I'm gonna give you too much salt because you're just doing too much to be hurt for me. To be honest with you. That's it. Somebody's just being salty out there, man. Somebody just, just brought way too much salt to the occasion. I don't know if it's Grizz PR. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who who I need to give it to. It is a strange situation, man. And that nobody, here, man. nobody's pointed to a setback. The guy has looked like he's been ready to rock for a while now. Yeah. yeah. They haven't came out and just said, no, nah, man, he out. I mean, he's out because of this. Or we thought he'd be fine. Or we, we're, we're week to week with him. Or we're we're – but it has to be injury related, right? This isn't team related because yeah, it's related. yeah, we've seen Jai and Steven over the shirt thing. Like everybody's good with Steven. You'd you'd want him out there if if, yeah. if he could. Be. Yeah, here's, here's one thing we'll throw out too. Um, you, you worried about long term? Are you saying yeah. long term like going into no. next year? Or anything? Okay, okay. No, I don't think it's nothing like that at all. This is something uh, else I'm gonna throw out too. You know, Jai got hurt in that uh in that uh Bucks game. With future future Grizzly Jay Crowder um the other night. He hurt his hand or whatever. And then Josh sat down and there was a video of Job with like a basketball sized wrap around his hand. I didn't watch a I watched a little bit of the game. I was in mid family mode with, on for Easter yesterday. He hit it into I Jay's body, didn't he? He hit that finger into Jay's yeah, body. His fingers yeah. kind of went backwards or whatever. Yeah. Hyperextended or whatever. But is it was that real? Was that video real of Job with this big huge basketball wrapped around his hand? Oh, I didn't, see that. I didn't see that. I think video. it was everything I saw. Was, he didn't have anything on, but right. there was it was like a um, a video where he had this thing looked like it was literally a basketball in his hand, full of wrap or whatever. So I think Jaw's fine. I haven't heard anything else. Yeah. He missed that game, and that's what that was what was in the injury report is his hand. But I don't think it's going to affect him uh, going into the playoffs at all. Um, yeah, I think we're good as far as that. Uh, this will be the final show we do before. Uh, no, it's not. We'll do one more show. Before, this will be the final show we do before the play-in tournament is over. We will do another show probably Friday uh, yeah. and record then after we know who's going to be in the play-in two days before the Grizzlies play uh, on Sunday against whoever. Uh, I would probably put my money. It's probably going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk more about that, whatever matchup that is. Other matchups in the playoffs. Um, I can't believe you didn't give your boy uh, Devin Brooks the seasoning for what he had on the other day. That's that's for another day, baby. That might be the reason why Steven Adams got hurt, man. You do stuff like that. The basketball guards got to drop salt on you, man, for real. Coming out there looking like – somebody said he looked like Drake when he uh, did the Cat Williams thing, but Drake had the purr. He looked like Drake on Walking Like a Talking Video. (laughs) It was funny, though. It was dope as hell. But uh, That's definitely going to be one of our topics. Which which Dylan Brooks will we see in the playoffs? Because that's – that's so pivotal, man. If, if, if the yep. version of Dylan Brooks you get could very well determine our depth in this playoff, especially yep. with the front court issues we're having. Knowing we saw Dylan Brooks play uh, uh, a lot of power forward in the playoffs against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's definitely going to be something we talk about Friday. Uh, but as far as today, we appreciate you guys for checking out Grind Season. My name is Anthony Sane, of course. Jason Smith is with me. Until next time, when we see you guys, keep grinding.